Welcome to Pagan Gumbo Podcast. This is an ongoing discussion of the philosophical and practical perspectives on nature-based spirituality. We will be exploring both the ancient and modern perspectives and how we conceptualize our place in the universe and the universe itself. This is a discussion more about the questions than any answers. It's an examination that takes place as a result of the dialogue. And as always, your mileage may vary. It is a way to look at things and not the way to look at things. Our intent is to mix up interviews and discussions and offer up a new serving about every other week. Please check us out at PaganGumbo.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter. Send questions or suggested topics to questions at PaganGumbo.com. Welcome to another serving of Pagan Gumbo Podcast. I'm Forrest Nui Cobalt, and I'm here with Lisa and Michael and Seamus. Lisa just waved at you, by the way. <laughs> you, you can't see that because this is audio. I do that every time. But they wave back. <laughs> you can't see it either. I know. Because it's in the future. Oh. <laughs> we're coming to you from the past? Sort Presumably. Of. Presumably. Probably. Yes, we're going to be uh, discussing a lot of backwards and forwards and things that are probably a little bit challenging to describe without visuals, like Lisa waving, because we are going to be discussing the... Back to the future! <laughs> what? One, two, and three. What? No, that's no, not what that's we're not discussing. What we're discussing. Uh, not today, anyway, but perhaps sometime in the future... We can come back to that. This episode is about Mercury retrograde, as is already evinced by our. (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't happened yet, but we're we're already manifesting it it anyway. Clearly, Um, and uh, since that is, you know, astrology, and uh, astrology is my primary pagan language or magical language, I guess. I'm going to try my very best to explain what all the hubbub's about. So, uh, my, so the, my... the question that I've got, because every time I explain it, as we're talking about what people can and can't see, right. is I use my hands, and I move hands in front of other hands. And... Which he is currently doing, but you can't see that either. <laughs> and exactly. So I'm totally very curious how you're going to explain how retrograde works <laughs> right. with no visuals. All right. Um, <laughs> How it works in an astronomical sense uh, is it's an optical illusion that is created by the fact that both Earth and Mercury are um, orbiting the sun in uh, different tracks, if you will, in a similar way to one car on a freeway in one lane um, driving... uh, in the same direction as another car in another lane. So if Lisa's driving at 32 miles an hour, hopefully not on the freeway, but you know, on a yeah. different road, um, and I'm driving at 35 miles an hour... I am flipping you both off. <laughs> <laughs> I will eventually catch up with and then pass Lisa. From my perspective inside of the car, it might look like Lisa's traveling backwards, but since we both know that that is not the case, um, we both know that that nothing is traveling backwards. And that is also the case with uh, celestial objects, planets. So 
No, Mercury never does actually reverse direction in in the, his orbit around the sun. It just looks like he's doing that because from our perspective on Earth, which is also moving, sometimes, uh, especially since Mercury is closer to the sun than we are, it appears as though he is moving backwards. How'd I do? You were, I was amusing because um, what you guys can't see is that Forrest is sitting on her hand. I am literally sure sitting on my hand. So... <laughs> Doesn't mean they weren't moving. So, oh, oh, Seamus! We can edit that. <laughs> we don't have to. It's okay. No, seriously. When I when I usually teach astrology classes, I jump around and dance around and and gesticulate uh, actively, and so it's really really difficult to try to make that that whole statement clear and i hope i made it clear so we have an an outer belt that goes around the freeway so let's Ah. say somebody's in one lane and somebody's in the other lane going 72 and 75 Uh Um, (laughs) and so and i'm gonna use my hands because forrest already explained it so we pass each other Mm -hmm. and it looks like i'm going backwards but then eventually if we keep going around right right We'll come next to each other again, and mm-hmm. for a while it'll look like we're both coming the same direction. And then, when you pass me again, it'll look periodic for temporarily like I'm going backwards. Right. And then, and that's what's going on with Mercury and the Earth. Then. Yep, that's what's going on with Mercury and the Earth. Um, and because from the Earth's perspective, we also notice when Mercury's orbit takes him around the Sun apparently in the opposite direction, but basically it's just going around the backside of the sun from mm-hmm. our perspective. That also looks like backwards. Okay. It is not backwards. It just looks like it from our perspective. So that's what's happening in the actual um, astronomy side of things. Um, How often does this happen? Roughly three times. Six times a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you watch feels social like. media, sure. <laughs> it's what it feels like. Um, it occurs uh, approximately three times per year for about, about three weeks at a time. But in astrology, we also acknowledge the shadow period, which is the period of time um, slightly before and slightly after. I won't get into the, the exact dates and times and, and uh, degrees, but it, it basically is on a dimmer switch rather than a flick switch. Gotcha. So it's its influence or effect seems to be felt even before an actual retrograde occurs. So what date is the next one coming up? Next one coming up from the time of this recording is March 5th of 2019. Oh, wow, that's in... Four days. It's the first right now. Yeah, <laughs> fun of that. It'll be in the past. You'll <laughs> be, be listening to this, wishing that we yeah. had, had given you the heads that. up a little bit before. But don't worry, it'll happen it'll again, happen again. <laughs> and again, and again. And uh, I think one of the reasons why it, it is such a pain in everybody's butt, partly, is uh, because it does happen so so much more frequently than other planets in retrograde. Um, but also because we happen to live in a culture in contemporary Western society that is very mercurial. It's intensely mercurial. We engage in mercury types of activities more often than in other types of activities. For example, commerce, uh, computing, commuting, and communication are all incredibly woven into every minute of every day if you if you live in contemporary Western society. So when the planetary ruler of those activities is retrograde and its influence uh, can be seen as less direct, less available, 
the energy seems to be um, askew somehow. Um, and in some cases, especially from an evolutionary astrology standpoint, um, it, moving inward as more of a personal development internal experience rather than being available in an outward getting things done in the world experience. So it's inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't operate in the way that we prefer. Um, indeed. Indeed. So you, you get a lot of people um, experiencing things like computers not working in the way that they should and vehicles and transportation not working in the way that they, they are accustomed to. Communication breaking down, whether it's verbal or written, um, and commerce, you know, anything that has to do with trade of goods and services for money in the short term. Um, we're not talking about growth of prosperity in the long term. We're talking about immediate commerce. That's more of a mercurial thing. So these things are what tend to break down during these periods. So people should back up their computers yes. and get their oil changed <laughs> prior to rotate your tires, yeah. get them all checked out prior to Mercury yeah. going retrograde. Yeah. Um, theoretically, if, uh, if we simply take extra care to address issues that we probably could very logically predict would go awry um, at all, uh, especially during that period when, when the chances seem to be a bit higher, um, then for the most part, these things can be ameliorated pretty well. Um, also from an evolutionary astrologer's standpoint, and, and just to clarify, evolutionary astrology is focused more on how understanding astrology can um, improve or or support the process of, of somebody's self-development. You know, if, if you are working on Mercury, for example, you might be working on um, your mental faculties, your intellectual prowess, your ability to communicate, things like that. Um, and if a, if a uh, person is experiencing Mercury retrograde in from a more evolutionary astrologer's perspective, then they might take that period of time to do reminiscing, reflecting, resting, retreating. Um, a lot of <laughs> words that uh, conveniently begin with R-E. Um, <laughs> but basically taking your attention away from the... Um, typically mercurial activities of the outside world and reversing that polarity, if you will, sending that energy and that attention inward so that the mercurial functions of the human being can kind of grow stronger roots, if you will. Um, so that's that's one perspective on it. Um, yeah, so what kinds of questions do you guys have? <laughs> so I, I know one question that I've heard, you know, in the in the interwebs, um, is if you have Mercury retrograde in your birth chart, then the Mercury retrograde period is really good for you because that mimics what's in your birth chart, and then the rest of the year sucks. Outside, <laughs> what is, is difficult. So I don't know if that was in your experience. Have you seen that, or I have a retrograde Mercury in my chart. Aha, um, that explains it. Yes, <laughs> um, I have noticed that I don't tend to be as affected as dramatically as other friends of mine are during most Mercury retrograde periods. I mean, stuff goes wrong. Is that because sure. you're not affected or you're not as dramatic? I th as dramatic a person? Oh, I'm way dramatic. 
And I'm not. I might not be affected as dramatically because, yeah, by by virtue of my natal chart, it is possible that I'm sort of hardwired to experience those currents of energy um, a little more easily because I'm, I might be programmed, if you will, to mm-hmm. to experience them more easily. Um, does the rest of the year suck? Eh, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have as many car problems and phone problems and computer problems mm-hmm. and communication problems as other people do. Although, I will say, communicating with people, um, my, my Mercury, my natal Mercury is retrograde in Aquarius. So, I don't communicate in a way that is uh, the same as, as other people do. Um, for example, it's it's much easier for me to teach a class um, when I know what my role is and I know uh, what what the other person's role is than it is to have a regular conversation. <laughs> um, and I think as an as a younger person, that was probably more challenging than it is now. So you sort of, when you have a weakness, so to speak, or a challenge in youth, um, if you're lucky, you get to spend more time on that and work harder at that to develop it. And so it becomes a, a strength rather than a weakness. Kind of like James Earl Jones. Do you guys know the, the story of, of his no. voice? So James Earl Jones, as you, I'm sure, know, and if you don't, shame on you, is <laughs> the voice of Darth Vader and uh, Simba's dad. Mm-hmm. What's, what's Simba's dad's Mufasa. name? Mufasa. And, you know, um, this is CNN. You know, he's right. a really famous voice. He makes a lot of money having that voice. Turns he got out. the meats. <laughs> he's not that. He is. <laughs> is he? He was on, yeah, he did Arby's. Oh. Oh, really? Oh, he was also in... Conan. Yep. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about that role. That was really good. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> we, we are going to have to do just sidebar. We are going to have to do a, um, pagans who geek out episode. Cause uh, obviously it's just way too easy for us to talk about. I right? thought you were going to say we need to do a James Earl Jones episode. We... I was all behind the Here's our little miniature James Earl Jones episode. So punchline, Going in reverse. Retrograde. Um, (laughs) He makes money off of his voice. Turns out, as a child, he had difficulty speaking. Um, I am told that he had a pretty severe stutter or speech Mm. impediment. And so, learning to speak clearly and enunciate and and speak without uh, his, you know, kind of usual stutter and, and impediment meant speaking in a very theatrical way and there you go <laughs> taking something that he made now there you I know the rest of the story <laughs> Paul Harvey Paul Harvey here <laughs> so that's that's kind of a rose colored glasses way to look at a mercury retrograde uh, example um, so I, I don't know let me let me double back I don't know whether uh, James Earl Jones has mercury retrograde in his chart it is merely an, an allegory for what a retrograde planet in a chart may be developed into from an evolutionary perspective. So you said that we do this three times a year. Yeah. For three weeks at a time? It, well, yes. The actual retrograde is three weeks at a time, but the shadow adds about another two weeks-ish. So roughly 30% of the year we're yeah. in retrograde. That's right. So... 
how much of this is because Mercury's in retrograde, how much of it is because with social media and the popularity of uh, of all things woo-woo, people are just more aware of it now, and it's a convenient, you know, it's like, we didn't know about Murphy's Law, we couldn't blame it on Murphy's Law, we didn't right. know about, you know, it's like, well, the devil made me do it, it's like, well, no, maybe the fact that you're an idiot, you didn't back up the 25-year-old laptop for 10 years, <laughs> it might not have anything to do with Mercury, maybe it's just you're an idiot. Well, my laptop is not 25 years old, and, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not um, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dead. Um... That's an excellent question. I don't think that there is an answer for that, but it, it bears consideration. Yes, there is absolutely a, uh, a placebo effect. You know, the more you are aware of a potential influence on a thing, the more that that influence seems apparent. But it may not necessarily be true. And as we were saying before the episode started, um, correlation is not causation, but... There's a hell of a lot of correlation. I mean, a bunch of IT guys that I know absolutely see an uptick in their business. When I'm not saying it's, it's not true. Just the yeah. awareness factor of it. Oh, yeah. You know, 30 years ago, we might not have been as aware of it. It seems sure. like, you know, and, and obviously some of it's the, you know, my friend's list on, on Facebook is probably yeah. very, very <laughs> in tune to these kind of things. So right. I'm going to see more of it than maybe the average person but like Lisa right. said she had a student ask her once you know it's just it seems to be more popular common knowledge now. absolutely um, we don't hear a lot of people saying Venus retrograde wrecked my relationship that's a good point this is yes. true this yes, is true. Yes. After this podcast, <laughs> I am so fucking using that. <laughs> it can't be your twin flame. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my soulmate. Um, that does. It's a, it's a conversation I hear probably more often. Being a, a practicing astrologer, um, and in our friend circles, being pagans, we probably hear it more often. But yeah, Mercury retrograde is the one that everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody hears about. Um, Venus does go retrograde. Mm -hmm. People do, on occasion, blame it for their relationship kerfuffles. Um, the only celestial bodies that we do not perceive ever in retrograde are the sun and the moon. Everything else does spend time in both direct and retrograde motion. The farther planets, when they're going in retrograde, they're in retrograde for a long time. Exactly, too. yes. They take it a really long time. And I, I don't always know what it means, but it's in my little planner. Yeah. I'm like, oh, still retrograde, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And because they move uh, particularly slowly um, anyway, mm -hmm. not literally astronomers. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> it, it appears from Earth's perspective, from the geocentric perspective, that these out outer planets move very, very slowly. So when they do retrograde, it's like, God, this is planet's just going to be in this one sign forever and ever. And yeah. It's not <laughs> they do. So, so there's a bar in L.A. somewhere right now when they, when this gets published, you know, or whatever. They probably and, can't hear you. I, there's going to be, some, you know, like... like <laughs> Neil and and what? Uh, oh, uh, Bill Nye, the Science Guy. I well, no, I was so. thinking of uh, James Earl Jones. Are going to be sitting in a bar? <laughs> what the hell did we do, Pig and Gumbo? Why are they coming down on us? You know why? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So that's uh, that's how Mercury retrogrades 
uh, work and also don't work, and uh, how they make things sometimes not work the way we would like them to. So what are maybe some... uh, There's a practical practical suggestions, right, for how to weather the storm of mercury retrograde, back up your stuff, Mm -hmm. take care to look both ways before crossing the street. Are there any other... Uh, maybe sort of magical or spiritual ways to yes. weather the storm of the Mercury retrograde season. Yeah, to Eat more oranges. Yeah, actually, yes. I know, I, <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, uh, I know what I'm talking about. Yes, um, I follow you on on Facebook. I yeah. know. <laughs> you read my post today. Anyway. I did. Um, so. Yes, there are some traditional offerings uh, that can be made to sort of. Attempt to appease Mercury and, and mercurial deities and spirits. I tend to choose um, an orange candle. Um, yellow is also very appropriate. Any scintillating or dynamic colors um, are great too. I once found an amazing, gaudy poster board in a grocery store that was orange and rainbow glitter. Oh, wow. And that was just the most perfectly mercurial thing I could possibly <laughs> find. Um, but typically I'll grab an orange candle, get some rosemary oil and preferably lime, but any citrus will really do, um, dress that candle with the oil, inscribe the insignia or the glyph of mercury into that candle and light it as an offering to mercury, not asking for anything, not, not making a petition at that time, but simply acknowledging Mercury, um, taking a moment to be grateful for the things that do function well, acknowledging that during a Mercury retrograde, as, as Seamus pointed out, that is roughly a third of our year. And if we lived in a more balanced and healthy society, we might spend a third of our day in rest. Three hours to work, three hours to, uh, sorry, eight hours to work, eight hours to rest, eight hours for what you will. Mm -hmm. Well, that eight-hour rest thing uh, is about a third of our day. So if we were living in a more balanced way, we probably would be kind of shutting down and unplugging and and Mm -hmm. demercurying on on the regular at about one-third of the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So if we take a moment to acknowledge that and consciously and deliberately decide that... um, we're not going to take these things for granted and simply expect them to keep slaving away for us, then uh, maybe things will work a little bit better. Um, but yeah, from a magical perspective, uh, citrus and rosemary is my go-to. Orange or yellow are my go-to uh, significator colors. And mercury also has a sense of humor, so maybe tell them some jokes. These two scientists walk into a home. Oh, we certainly covered the <laughs> back. part of it. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Good luck, everybody. Woohoo! Godspeed. Four days. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. When's the one after that? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Because Mercury retrograde is going to hit, and we're not going to get this out in time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you know how magical I am? I turned right to it, Michael, in my my planetary date book. Because I am amazing. We had no doubt. All right. I might have lied about that. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. I was right. Okay. July 7th, 7-7. Um, Mercury goes retrograde at 7-14 Eastern time for us, 4-14 p.m. Pacific time for y'all over there. 7-7-7. 7-7-7. Seven, seven, seven. 
That's right. Very Crowley. Very, very (laughs) Crowley. Interesting. And that will be in the sign of... Never mind, I can't see it. It will be in in some other sign. Gotcha. (laughs) I'm the best astrologer ever. 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 Well, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, here you go. Uh, It's been Swell. I've been Forrest. This has been Michael. That's been Seamus over there. And reading my uh, planetary date book is Professor Lisa. Hoot. And join us again. Uh, our sponsors today have been Nui Cobalt Designs, purveyors of scents and sundries of the magical kind, and... The Magical Druid, your Mid-America superstore for all things pagan. <laughs> plus. Plus. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good night.